Hello and welcome to Easy Operations, episode 19. My name is Ron and I am joined by James. What's up? And everybody, this is the show where we talk about wrestling, movies, TV shows, and video games. We kind of cover all subjects here, but you know, as we're always trying to make this show better, we often ask ourselves, what should we focus more on? What should we focus less of? We want to get your feedback. So I know if some of you are shy out there, like I, I know the feeling I've never really submitted show feedback myself, but we would be highly appreciative if you could just send us a suggestion on what you like, what you don't like at uh, easyoperationsqa at gmail.com or you just feel free to ask us any questions or let us know what you what you like about the show so yes uh, please we would love to improve this podcast make it a little bit more efficient uh if it's running too long let us know as well we just want to provide uh what you listeners want so if it's something if it's a boring segment let us know yeah well um Speaking of boring things, I, I guess I wasn't doing much this weekend because we have a segment where we talk about like what we did over the weekend. And I went to the Getty Museum, which out here in L.A. is, is something fun to do. But uh, overall, in terms of like things that I can really expand on hugely, uh, not much for me. How about you, James? Uh, by the way, did you like the art exhibits in there? <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, yes, I did. This is my first time going to the main okay. one. This is atop the uh, mountain there, not the not the one by the right beach in Malibu. Right off the right? That's right. And uh, one exhibit that I like, because I like more classical artwork and particularly paintings, is they had this exhibit on uh, paintings as a means to record events that happened. So, you know, back then they didn't have photographs, obviously. And so people were painting significant events, like when a king would come into town or there was a big event, like a fire or something like that. And uh, just beautiful, detailed paintings on what life was like back then. And it's just amazing the amount of detail and the skill that's involved to try to paint all that and get all that in one scene. So it's highly, highly interesting to me. And uh, in addition to the other sculptures and artwork that they had. So a pro tip for those of you that live in L.A., they're open till 9 p.m. So if you show up after, I believe it's 3 o'clock, you save five bucks on parking, so it's free to get in, and I pay ten bucks for parking. So what about that little tram that gets up there? Is it still free? Is included. That's part of the. Uh, you have to use that to get up there. Well, you could walk up as well, but it's a long no, walk. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. No, no, no charge for that. So uh, I see. The last time I was there uh, is actually when I got hired at Edmonds. I or not hired, but I when I interviewed, uh, and I'm like, oh, I got rest of free t- uh, time. I went over there with uh, my wife at the girlfriend at the time to uh, the Getty, and we checked out the views. It was pretty nice, especially if you just want to take pictures up there. Yeah, cool. And well, uh, what I did over the weekend is nothing fancy as well. Uh, just had a little mini vacation, went to Palm Springs, and just enjoyed pool time. That's it. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. How hot is it out there these days? Very. all right well uh unfortunately and kind of going with this tradition we didn't get to go to the movies this week um so but on my horizon that i want to watch uh is valerian and uh atomic blonde so that's definitely two that i want to check out when i have what about uh dark tower we're getting kind of backed up here dark tower's coming out it's this friday are you serious the one with idris elba serio oh wow well, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, I definitely want to see that too. So, well, we'll which out of the three would you prefer to start Look, with I first? Would, I'm gonna want to see Valerian first because I feel like that's likely to go away. This True. didn't do too well, and uh, it's something that I want to see while it's in theaters because uh, I hear the 3D is pretty good about it. Okay, uh, sounds good. One thing we forgot to mention that we're not joined by Mondo this week. I apologize for not mentioning that up front. 
uh, he is unavailable today, and so we hope he can join us next week. So, uh, we'll right. have a little bit of a busier week. We will be attending a, a live WWE event and uh, hopefully share our experience with it. Yeah, that's going to be uh, next week. I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be NXT, a live show. So, looking forward to that. All right. Well, I did get to watch a TV show this week. And uh, James, you talked about this last week. And I started to watch a couple of episodes. This is Friends from College, the Netflix show. I finally got a chance to finish it. And uh, you ever watch something and you don't really like it, but you want to see how it ends? So kind of like a guilty pleasure type of yeah, show? Yeah, but guilty pleasure is like, like you're embarrassed about it. Okay, you know, more like one of those trashy fun shows, kind of like that? Yeah, I guess. But so basically... I never really came around on these characters of being likable. Um, one of the oh, main none char- of them are. Yeah. No, I think the only likable one is the boyfriend of one of the characters. That's it. Yeah. Um, but they have, there's funny moments in the show and it's good di- dialogue in some situations. But overall, it's just when you don't like most of the characters or can't find a good character to latch onto, it's hard to kind of feel sorry for them when bad stuff happens. And, um, you know, Ultimately, some of the bad things that they did came back to bite them later on, but I just didn't feel any satisfaction from it, and, you know, just, it was a bit disappointing, so, you know, check this out if you can, but I I will say that uh, don't expect these characters to have this huge, uh, you know, change of of heart, uh, so. Right, I think they, I don't know if they knew they are going to be a second season, but it didn't end with full closure, so I guess there's still a chance uh, to be a better show or better characters for next season. But uh, I highly en- was entertained by it, but it's nothing something that it's nothing of a quality series. Yeah. I mean, if this show was an hour long show, I don't think I would have made it, but there's something to me about half hour length shows that just make them so breezable and you could just, you know, binge through the whole thing, you know, I, I do appreciate that. Keeg- uh, they made Keegan, Michael key, a main character in something outside of his own show. I like him. He's, he's, you know, his character is not the most likable, but he still has uh, a lot of charisma and charm, and he's still funny, even in the show. Yeah, he he had this thing where he would make funny voices when he was nervous, and I just thought it just seemed like unrealistic. I don't know, just seemed corny. I can see that. You have to be into into. You have to give into that, and then if you're cool with that, then I guess you can make it through a whole series. Yeah. Um. So that was about it for me. And uh, I'm probably going to continue. Well, I am continuing to watch Game of Thrones, which is getting good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to spoil stuff for people because I'm highly sensitive to spoilers on this show. <laughs> but I'm just going to say that I guess because they ha- have a shortened season, th- the the pace of things are just picking up so much faster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, even this just only three episodes in and it's already one of the best seasons just due to the fact that things are happening. None of this filler, slow paced uh you know, drawn out fillers uh, and like these past seasons have been, I am totally digging this season. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, So what about you? What have you been watching? Uh, Speaking of HBO and uh, shows with not likable characters, although I find this a lot more likable than friends from college is insecure. Um, This just started its second season at the same time as game of Thrones. 
And uh, Ron, I definitely recommend you checking it out. It's takes place in L.A., so it's cool seeing all the sites and all that stuff. But this one seems a little bit more realistic in terms of its uh, character interactions. And um, it deals with the similar things with relationships. and But they're a little bit younger in terms of their age group. I would say more in the low 30s or high 20s age group. And um, it's very entertaining. I highly enjoy this, and I think you would too. Yeah, I actually did watch all of season one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, did you like and, how it ended? For, for similar reasons, <laughs> I found me not being really able to uh, identify or just feel sorry for the main character. Um, and but overall, this was again a show that I wasn't super impressed with, but I made it to the end because it just it had enough interesting things going and interesting characters. You like so, the drama, huh? Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, does does this feel like it's off to a better start? Because how many episodes in are you? It's only there's only been two episodes that okay. aired, but that that first episode of the second season starts off great. So okay, um, it it pretty much continues off the events at the end of the last season, uh, plus sets up other things, and then uh, it's be- you know mainly between the two main characters, um, you get to see kind of their lives moving forward. Um, and their thoughts and how they deal with uh, certain relationship aspects. I didn't think you would enjoy it, especially if you made it through the first one. Might as well continue on if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, I might check it out. So probably this weekend when I have a chance. All right, well, let's get into some uh, TV slash movie news. A couple of trailers were out this week, most of it on Netflix, I guess. Um, This is the first one up is... Netflix's Mindhunters. Uh, let me read the description here. Two FBI agents set out on a sinister investigative odyssey to discover brutal the brutal answers. So this is like, I, I don't know if this is based on a true story, but it's like, it looks to be in the, what, 60s, James? What would you say? I think so. It kind of, it makes it feel that way too, that it's, yeah. it might be something that may have actually happened. So they're basically teaching police officers some FBI techniques on how to identify a potential serial killer. Um, it seems like a dark show. I'm curious about it. I don't know how dark it's going to be. I, I'm anxious to hear some of the reviews on it, but what do you think? Same here. I'm a little cautiously optimistic, but what gives me hope is that it's uh, by David Fincher. And uh, this particular series looks like it has the same style of that Zodiac uh, killer movie that he did, where it looks very um, detailed in its investigative process. And uh, I have high hopes for it. He was pretty good with the House of Cards so far on Netflix on TV. So I'm pretty sure Mindhunters will be of equal quality. So he's uh, directing the whole thing? Well, they probably do the first episode and then they pass probably it Probably the pilot, yeah, pass yeah. on. It's generally like his story. He's producing it. Like he's the overall um, producer of the show, what guides it. And I guess other people will direct it. Okay, well, let's see. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic as well. And that's coming to Netflix on October 13th of this year. Okay, uh, next up is the show called What Happened to Monday again on Netflix. Uh, this is a short description here. Seven sisters, one identity. Um, so what I understood from the trailer is this is in the future. There's seven sisters. I think they're all played by the same actress. Each one is named after a day of the week and they get to go out one day of that week and something happened on Monday, right? So it sounds like what happens <laughs> Monday. <laughs> uh, I'm a little more interested in this one because I love sci-fi stuff. Same. And, uh, some great actors. Um, what's his name that played the Green Goblin? 
<laughs> Willem Dafoe? Dafoe. Are you talking William... about James Franco? No, not Franco. <laughs> <laughs> the original Green Goblin. <laughs> William Dafoe. Great actor. And uh, what is it? Glenn Close? Glenn Close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think? I'm, I'm in on this one. Yeah, it's an interesting premise. Um, I'm assuming it looks like since they're all played by the same actors, they're all twin sisters. I'm curious to see uh, what makes them kind of special. They It was very vague about that on the in the trailer um other than maybe they were created does it does it seem like they like some weird thing with glenn close's character either way it seems a little interesting and intriguing where i guess one of them goes missing and then maybe i don't know how it affects everybody because they kind of uh vaguely touch on that too it's like what happens to one affects all of them um and it does seem like it's deep sci-fi so i'm in on this one and i think it's a movie not a show you know, and that's the problem, can I just say, with um, the Netflix trailers is that they don't really specify when it's a show versus a movie. Right. Uh, or maybe I'm speeding through it. I don't know. But Maybe, maybe that's how good their current shows are. <laughs> it feels like a movie. <laughs> it's like, it feels like a movie, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one I skipped over. This is Netflix of Ultron Season 3. Um, I skipped over this because I started to watch Voltron Season 1 on Netflix. This is them redoing the series. And I don't know. I guess I felt like it was more of a kid's show. And um, it's not for me. Did you end up watching season one and two, James? Uh, One and two, they... I feel like it was probably one whole season that they cut in half because the first season ends off in a cliffhanger. But I enjoy Voltron. It is a little aimed towards a younger audience, uh, but does have a lot of elements for anyone nostalgic with the original show. I was a big fan of the original show when I was growing up. The only thing I always have a problem with this current show is that they never use that original theme. That's what was kind of iconic about that original show just that theme was so like catchy and addicting but i will continue this it's, it's always short seasons only like 10 episodes and they're 20 minutes each i breeze through them really relatively quickly and uh you know for anyone that grew up in the 80s 90s i, I would highly recommend it if you love that old show okay uh next up is uh john cena apparently is being casted as the lead for a transformers spinoff james can you tell me more about this i'm, I'm this curious one, you know what? what's going on this is here bringing me back in man the champ is here <laughs> <laughs> john cena being cast as the main role uh while his acting ability is still questionable um what gives me faith on this Transformers spinoff um Although it is on record that we are to the point where we pretty much hate this franchise. This new one is actually directed by the Kubo, the two strings director. So it may be in capable hands this time rather than being, um, what's his name? Michael Bay. So that gives me a little hope. Uh, John Cena can be charismatic at times in, in those short roles that he's been lately. He's been pretty funny, like in Trainwreck. Um, I thought he was quite hilarious. So he has potential to be good. And this is actually a chance where it's actually a good Transformers movie. Um, that's still a really low bar <laughs> that has to go. But just just the idea of the franchise being in another person's hand is what excites me. And I hope it pans out. And I like, you know, whatever, John Cena. I am lately more entertained with him than I've ever been in the last, what, decade or so that he's been around. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think you hit the right point when you say that it's in the different hands of a different director. Because I don't feel like I was really checked out on Transformers in general. It's just anything that has to do with uh, uh, Michael Bay. 
So well, I mean, we we can't really say that we saw you and I both saw his non Transformers uh, movie. Was it that thirteen? That Benghazi movie wasn't that bad. (laughs) It's it's not bad when it's not Transformers. Um, Yeah, I guess I meant uh, Transformers and Michael Bay together. Yeah, (laughs) the combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm willing to give this a chance. but I would love for a fresh start in terms of the look of the Transformers. Yeah. Like, we, all right, how many years has it been? Near, over a decade, I would say. Mm-hmm. Can we just get a new look to this? You know. So, but then again, if if in some way um, Michael Bay is associated with it, they're going to stick to that look. Well, supposedly this is taking place in the '80s, so or somewhere in the past, um, because it's a spinoff, which is really on Bumblebee, I guess, on Earth. He made uh, Don the original, uh, was it a beetle, right? Uh, or yes. a bug? A Volkswagen no, bug? Yes. So that'd be kind of cool. I mean, if he went back to that design, I imagine when he's still robot design, it's not going to look as cool as the cartoons because they're very simplistic. And uh, this one, this this series tends to be like ultra realistic, seeing the wires and all that inside them. So who knows? Hopefully they they may change that uh, their design. Yeah, that would be cool. And uh, I think if you mentioned that it takes place in the 80s, I'm a little more intrigued by it. So And hopefully less uh, racist uh, stereotypes as well. Yeah, that first movie. Just, uh, all of them. Remember yeah. they had the Japanese car speak all like samurai Japanese dude. Yeah. <laughs> like they're in feudal Japan or something. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Enough about those movies. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into some video games. Uh, what have you been playing, James? Um, Outside of the... Normal Mass Effect, which I'm still burning through, and Fortnite, uh, which I just do daily quests. Um, this recent beta of this game called Path of Exile came out. It's a great, great Diablo clone. Um, it's not any... Uh, it's... it's. I would say it's not to the as polished as a Blizzard game would be as a Diablo, but it's, it's probably second up there in terms of hack and slash type of games. And um, I, from what I read, this was developed by Diablo 2 uh, team. So that's why it gets, uh, they got the, the nailing of this genre pretty perfectly. We were speaking of um, Marvel Heroes, which uh, we do enjoy, but uh, while the gameplay is very, uh, what is this called? Action RPG ish. Uh, I'm not, I forgot what this genre specifically is called, but uh, it hits that same sort of action, but it's definitely more MMO inspired, uh, inspired with all its. Uh, powers and it's the way they do the stats but if you jumped onto this one it feels just like playing Diablo 3 and I think you would enjoy it uh, Ron it's something that I would like love to go through uh, the game with you like we did for Diablo 3 there seems to be a lot more um, classes in comparison to uh, Diablo 3 so it may be you know, it may not be as exciting in terms of its environment as Marvel Heroes because you know we're not familiar with the characters or the world uh, it's still kind of that I don't know, dark fantasy uh, universe. The gameplay itself is still pretty addicting in terms of... And it's, vo- it's way more polished than Marvel Heroes. It runs at 60 frames. Um, it, things just feel better. Marvel Heroes, I think it needs... Uh, because the developers are relatively small, maybe, or re- relatively new, that still can improve in terms of its polish and quality. Because um, that sometimes gets a mess with its frame rate. But this one seems to be rocking solid. And, uh, you know, I recommend us going through it one day, man. Uh, I am interested in it. How many 
classes have you tried? Uh, actually, all six. Because since this is a beta, oh, wow. um, they're gonna do a wipe once it's fully out of yeah, the character. So, so I'm best like, not to commit to it. Yeah, so I just went and jumped in and just tried all of them. I'm gonna stick with the ranger class. I like being a little bit of a long distance uh, person because it's kind of hard to explain the classes because it's not traditionally like Diablo where you, the barbarian was. Uh, solely a tank guy um the monk uh, and all that stuff this one they kind of seem kind of all fused with some elements of others uh my ranger can like uh carry weapons like uh, dual wield small weapons as well as doing a bow and arrow so it's pretty cool um i think you should definitely try it out maybe do the same thing what i did even though when it's fully out just try some characters and then see which one you like and then just stay with that character moving forward yeah i think that's that's what the best way to approach this beta is just try out a bunch of characters so you don't feel like you have to level up a bunch of other ones just to try everything i'm gonna try to resign you up on that see if i get you that coding i don't know why i'd like to jump in work um but yeah we'll definitely get onto that well let me ask you this then on a similar note does this mean that you've checked out of uh marvel Omega, Marvel Heroes Omega, you haven't really mentioned it much. Because um, uh, I'm, I'm almost done with that game. I've been just doing, just burning through the story of that. Where are you at? Uh, what chapter? I think uh, 9 or 10. Oh, man. You, on there. you went past me. I want to say I might, I might be halfway through. Um, yeah, so th- that one, it's which is still cool to play by yourself and all that stuff. I just wish it was a little bit more cleaner in terms of its uh, presentation. But the gameplay still has the same addictingness, ad- addictionness to it. I just wish that game was a little bit more cleaner. And I know they're doing a lot more expansions, and uh, which are eventually, once that comes out, I'll get back to it a little bit more. But once I finish with the story, I'm going to probably move on to Path of Exile. Um, just those games, just they, they scratch an itch that I, I enjoy. <laughs> okay, well, sounds good. Um, one thing I just wanted to mention is that I got the platinum trophy. I mentioned last week that I played, I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, James, I think this sort of highlights the difference between us uh, as as the way we play video games, which is when I like something, I go into a real deep dive and I try to do everything, you know. And this particular game, I looked up the requirements for getting all the trophies and i saw that a platinum was really doable it didn't ask you to do anything insane and uh this gave me a chance and i was just missing a few little quests and i went back and i got the the platinum so only my second time ever that i've gotten a platinum on the playstation um first one does it require you to do all the side missions um all of the side missions that appear as side missions not the ones that appear as errands i see okay see? and then probably so there's not much of, of those then no there's I not guess. and if you look them up it'll tell you but the one that probably is the most difficult is one where you have to go through the trials like i don't know if you've gotten to this point where the guy was like you have to take out people in a certain way to earn these little trial marks right um i think those are i like those like kind of achievements where they're doable um kind of unlike most open world games where literally um, like in those errands mission would be just a regular side mission in most other games and they yep. expect you to complete it all. I like it where it's just the important ones. I wish that all games would uh, move forward with that. Um, and also I like games that give uh, easy free achievements. So uh, bringing that on like tech, <laughs> well, like if you start tech teching and play just like 30 minutes of it, it feels like I got 500 points. just straight I, like, the- <laughs> I like it when they kind of throw them at you up front because it kind of is a nice welcome to the game, you know? Yeah, I feel um, one, one thing that I will mention, probably the most grindy one was when it asks you to pick up the collectibles. But number one, you can buy maps literally at the first vendor you see in the game that will show you where all of them are. And there's not that many of them. 
So that's what I like to hear. Yeah, so that's kind of the most doable one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a great game overall, and I am going to pick up the uh, DLC when it comes out. So, nice. uh, other thing I wanted to mention is uh, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, the definitive edition. I finally got my chance to kind of sink my teeth into it. I'm a good, you know, halfway through this game, I would say, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. I am playing on easy mode, and um, it, you still require some skill on your part for the platforming. Just dexterity. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that you. You had asked me, I think, the last time was what is unique about the Definitive Edition, and I actually have the answer for you. Um, basically, they added um, a number of skills. They added oh, wow. some new More settings. Skills? Yeah. They oh. added some new settings, like there's a dash that you could do. They added uh, the ability to uh, fast travel. Oh, wow. um, apparently, that was not in the original game, and, and they added it now. You can fast travel at the little um, save points. Um, and so... And then the easy mode itself is is brand new. And then they added on the complete opposite end a hard mode. And how are you liking it so far? Because I, I so, thought it was one of the best uh, like little Metroidvania style games in quite a while. It was very beautiful, and uh, wasn't too. I didn't think it was too hard, but you know, I dug the art style, the very responsiveness responsiveness of the characters, um, and I dug it a lot. I'm actually looking forward to the second one that's coming out. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. I think my one complaint is for me, I don't like that it pr- places more of a preference on the platforming as opposed to you just you leveling up and and beating stuff up with better gear and things like that so it's just it's a different approach to it you rather prefer uh, more uh, metroid than uh i'm sorry more castlevania than metroid yeah i guess so um because it just makes it tough to get to some portions of of the game and so i kind of struggle with that and i do feel like your character goes down pretty easily and a right, couple, a couple of hits. hits. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So um, what I ended up putting most of my points in is in the abilities to kind of give myself the most options available. So yeah, like, like a double jump, triple jump, triple jump. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm almost on the last one, which is uh, extra defense. And then I'm going to get into kind of making my attacks a little more powerful. So oh, nice. that's the way you I'm like uh, the little set pieces that they throw at you sometimes. Yeah, there was a couple of them where like this water is flooding into this room and you got to jump through it pretty quick. It's cool, and uh, I don't know if this was added in the later edition, but they give you like a mid point that if you do die, you can just carry on from that midpoint. Oh wow! Yeah. I don't remember. It's been quite a while since yeah. I played that game, but uh, yeah, man, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and then next up for me, I know we've covered it on numerous occasions, but I finally got a chance to dive into Injustice 2. And I want to st- kind of, first off, I'm going to say I really like this game. Um, the graphics are amazing for the facial expressions. The story mode is great. I haven't even dived into like playing online or playing against other people. I'm just playing story mode. That's I'm more casual in my approach to this game. Um, I think I will say, though, that I prefer Street Fighter type of inputs for same here uh, fighting moves that's just my background so i struggle with doing the tapping in the back forth um so that's not my preference and i kind of find myself just mashing away at this but very mortal Kombat style yeah yeah so i kind of struggle with that um and i wanted to give a, a shout out to this little piece that i bought so if you're like me where you invested in some joysticks or a nice controller on the Xbox 360, or even if you're on a PlayStation 3. Um, one of the big drawbacks was these new systems. A lot of the accessories are not compatible. Now, when we were at Evo a couple of weeks ago, I purchased something, and I know, James, you have this. And this was from the company called Brooks. It's called a Super Converter. 
And what this does is it's an extra USB pass-through that allows you to use your joysticks from previous consoles without you having to buy a brand new one for the new consoles because these things are expensive. The, the joysticks, I should say. They could be like a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And you can buy this, which I got over there for 40 bucks. I think it was uh, 30 yeah, for 30. Is it 30, James? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I recommend it to you. I'm like, hey, man, uh-huh. it's cheaper here than yeah. uh, you can find online. So Yeah, So, but in other places, it can cost like 50 bucks. But even still, I would recommend it. So now there's two ways to do it. One of them, and Mondo has this one, which is uh, called the Chrono. What is it called? The Cronus. Cronus. X. Now, that one is going to be the most flexible in that you'll only have to buy one and it will, you can program it to work on any variation of system. And so, mm-hmm. but it does require a lot of like, you have to sync a controller in, and then it's a lot of like preparation. A lot of tinkering. Yeah, a lot of tinkering. Whereas this one I got from Brooks, man, this thing, I plugged it in and it's as if the controller had always worked this way. Mm-hmm. Plug so, and play. Plug and play. Uh, so great shout out to Brooks. And if you have any interest in, in using those old accessories, I would highly recommend it, and I'm considering picking one up for uh, PS4 uh, because I have a, a fight stick that I got from PS3. So mm-hmm. I can vouch for that too, since I have these uh, Brooks Super Converters for quite a while now, and they've been uh, great. I've been even just using my 360 controller sometimes uh, as if I needed a third or fourth controller to add for multiplayer local games. So oh, it's yeah. pretty cool benefit to have. And uh, the another thing to mention um, with the Cronus, it is a little expensive, uh, more expensive. I think that's like an 80 bucks range. But uh, like Ron said, it is a little bit more flexible. But if you're a serious um, competitive fighting f- fan or looking to get into it, uh, the Cronuses are not approved by most tournaments as they can be programmable. And I guess they don't uh, approve of that. So... These books ones are tournament approved, and uh, you're good to go if you are a fighting game fan looking to get into that scene. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, one games? more thing. In, yeah. In, speak- in speaking of Injustice, I know you mentioned your casual just single-player game. Well, they have a mode for you right after you finish story mode. You should check out the multiverse. I think you enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to because that seems to be how you unlock some of the premium skins mm-hmm. on some skins, of Skins, gear, and then uh, sometimes there are timed events where you can only get this um specific armor or things at uh during these events which they'll, they'll tell you the time how much you have left on it um, but definitely recommend it it's not it's and they they add modifiers to the actual fighting itself uh which uh you know makes it a little fresh every single time so i recommend it yeah I, i'm definitely going to check that out they had the tower modes in mortal Kombat, so this is similar only it seems to be mm-hmm. you get better gear and more timed events so that seems kind of yeah cool. that's what makes that's what his draw is that you get actual uh, armor gear to, to make your character look cool or uh, just to level them up. All right. Uh, any other games you've been playing, James? Uh, that's pretty much it. As of right now, I didn't get too much time, but I'm still working on my way on Mass Effect, man. I think I'm almost done. I can't wait to finish that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, well, let's get into some game news. This one was a little bit near and dear to me. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns, the upcoming 3DS game. Well, apparently the hard mode is locked behind Amiibo. And, uh... Is it just the hard mode? I think that was something else other than hard mode. Or is it just? I think it was like a suit, right? Or a zero suit. Um, Samus is a is a skin. Yeah, let's see. Can only be unlocked with um, with the Samus amiibo. Um, let's see here. This will unlock a Metroid reserve tank, allowing you to recharge your Aeon energy. Now that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, let's see. A reserve missile tank and 
I don't know. I think it was. Oh yeah, and the fusion suit. Yeah, you're no, right. Fusion yeah. suit. My bad. Yeah, uh, but you already uh, pre-ordered this, so this is not a big deal for you. This is actually a bonus for okay, you. Okay, so right? look, this doesn't affect me because number one, there's no way in hell I'm playing hard mode. This is <laughs> called easy operations, not hard operations. <laughs> uh, but I'm an Amiibo fan, and these look badass for the ones that are coming out. So I'm gonna pick up both of these plus the game itself. Oh, nice. um, but I just, I guess I want. They don't come have... together, like the game and the. I thought the game and the. To- uh, no, it's, not a, it's not a bundle. So what you oh, get on okay. the limited edition for the U.S. was uh, a soundtrack that has uh, collected uh, music from all the the games. Oh wow! So the, okay. these little soundtracks are nice little hidden gems. I got one a long time ago for Castlevania, and it was awesome because it had music from all the games. So, um, wow. you know, I like that retro music. So um, I'm looking forward to it. But it's, it sucks if you, you know, want to play this on hard mode and you now have to spend money. And because, you know, let's face it, they don't even make it easy for you to get this because I bet you <laughs> these things are sold out already. They're sold out already. Right? Yeah. And it's if not you even pre-order, out uh, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. That's Nintendo way. That's the Nintendo way. So. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, Minecraft, James, tell me about this one. I don't play Minecraft. What's going on? Uh, Minecraft is coming out with a, what they call a better together update, which is really cool. This is basically enabling cross network play across all platforms except PlayStation 4. So basically, Nintendo Switch players can play with, again, with uh, Xbox players, with uh, Android players. Uh, phone players or iPhone uh, Apple devices. It's really cool. So basically, it's just one unified Minecraft now and everyone can all play together, which I'm excited about. I actually do enjoy this game just for casual, you know, just uh, if I am just want to be in a soothing mood, listen to podcasts and build stuff, I can just pop it on my Android phone and play with, you know, if Mondo's playing it, uh, he's hosting it on his Xbox, I can just jump in right from there. Or if, you know, people on... Uh, Nintendo Switch. It's nice to have a bigger player base and they're all playing together. This is a future that is pretty awesome. I wish that every developer and platform went this way where everyone just plays with everyone, very pro-consumer. Um, and I just, uh, you know, it's if you're a Minecraft fan, definitely a good way to, you know, play with others that don't have the same system as you. All right. Um, next up, Resident Evil Revelations has been announced for the uh, current generation consoles. And it's set to release on August 29th. This is a game that originally came out on the 3DS and eventually it made it to Xbox 360 and I think PS4. Um, these games didn't get good reviews, so I just I had passed on these. Um, but well, two actually is really good. I think that's the you, one thing did I Did you actually with. play through it? Yeah, I actually like it. And you could do co-op in it. Not online, but split-screen co-op only. But I enjoyed Part 2 quite a lot. I've, I didn't play Part 1, though, because I didn't have... Uh, what is it on? A 3DS? 3DS, yeah. Yeah. So. Now, this was the one part two that they released episodic. Did you even buy all the episodes too? Yeah, it was it was it was really it was only not too many episodes, like maybe three or four. Um but yeah, they're really entertaining. It plays more like four than it does any other ones, but and it focuses a lot more on the horror. It's not a big revamp like seven was, but definitely better than six. And I enjoyed the little small bites with it. It's very, it wasn't that long. It's short. And I enjoyed the story that I was telling because it focused on uh, Claire and Barry and uh, one other character. Okay. And apparently it's coming to Switch as well. Switch would be kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah. guess if you have play on the go. All right, and uh, next up, uh, Titanfall 2. If you are an EA Access member, they have added this to the vault. 
Uh, this is pretty cool. They're starting to add, I feel like they're starting to add newer things or I, maybe we're almost a year out and that's about the time when they do stuff, add stuff mm. to the vault. Um, yeah, Access Man has been one of the best. Uh, uh, you still have your membership? Yeah, man. I love that Access. It's, okay. it's, I like trying out these new games before they come out. So looking forward to playing Battlefront 2 just to get a final uh, impression. If I want, It helps me decide if I want to buy it or not. Um, but yeah, if you have EA access, it's one of the best values in gaming right now. You get a ton of EA games for was it twenty five dollars a year, um, and you get to 30. try out new ones. Oh, thirty! Yeah. And Titanfall two is great, and they just recently updated with a um, uh, a four player co op mode, which I'm trying to get you to uh, join me on one day because it has its own separate progression system and it's uh, totally built around this new mode. So. It's not it's not PvP, it's PvE. Maybe you might enjoy it, Ron. Well, uh, I was actually loading up my disc. That's one of the few games I have on disc. I forgot you have it on disc. <laughs> yeah, that one. And uh, so I thought that I had to download an update for it, but I don't know if the Xbox kind of senses that the game is installed and gives the update, but the mm. game fired right up, so uh, I'm ready to try this out. Uh, okay, I'll hit you up one time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. I did add something on here, but uh, I may have accidentally been removed, but I put the, um, that they added games to Xbox Game Pass. Yes, That's we not talked the same... about that last episode. No. It's not games with gold. Game Pass is different. Um, oh. Game Pass is uh, the ten dollar a month Netflix style uh, gaming on there. So they added oh, about like well, ten games to it. So my apologies for taking it off. The, I forgot uh, what it was. <laughs> but even with Game Pass, it's that's also great value if you're just a new Xbox owner that wants a ton of games for just ten bucks. Uh, highly recommended. I think off the top of my head, they added Dead Rising three, Dirt Rally. Um, and then seven other games. So I think it's up to a total of like 140 games right now in that library. Uh, definitely, you know, recommend that, for, especially for new or parents uh, that have Xbox. Yeah, if you're just kind of getting started out on your Xbox and you want a bunch of stuff and don't want to spend a lot, I that's a, definitely would recommend that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, sorry about that one. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, this is a rumor. I'm going to file this under rumor. But uh a German website, people had discovered that there was a filing for the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. Apparently, it's going to be the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter. And now, this is, again, a rumor, but there it almost sounds like this is just uh, remaking what the last uh, Street Fighter Collection was, right? No, because that one had Alpha, didn't it? Refresh my memory, James. I, I, there was two of them in the PS2 era. I don't think there was one in the 360 era at all, but there was one that was anthologies, and then there was one something else. One was strictly alpha, and one had like Street Fighter three, um, all the editions and some other ones. No, but remember the anniversary edition let you play like with the balance of you could bring in the Street Fighter two balance into Turbo, and so you could have potentially one person that had super moves and one that didn't. Remember that. Damn, I don't remember that at all. Was that last gen or was that? Because I, I, I remember specifically the PS2 era because I remember buying the, the disc cover. Yeah. Um, but damn, I don't remember that at all. Was that? So, is that the same one as what this sounds like? I, I, it does seem like it. But what they're kind of speculating is that you know how they came out with that version of a HD remix that added Violent Ken for the mm. Switch. That's a potentially it might be that one renamed. Uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, this is a great game. We had this on last generation of console, but uh, I guess my my question is, how many times do we got to rebuy these games, James? I, I must have bought Third Strike. <laughs> I know, but I must have bought Third Strike like three times. <laughs> that's, that's their MO, yo, Capcom. They don't 
let you do backwards compatible due to the fact that they want to bring it out again to you, for you to buy. Come on, man. Didn't you remember? Even back then, they had... Even back in Street Fighter 2 days, how many Street Fighter 2 versions are there? They just wanted you to keep rebuying. Yeah. Um, but in this specific case, I wish the lineup was a little better. I would still probably buy it because I want that third strike on my current gen. Um, that If it was alphas, I wish they brought back... All I need is... All I really want is Alpha 3 um, and the console version, the PlayStation 1 version, or at least an arcade port, but with the console features and because i love that world tour mode do you remember that on um uh alpha 3 and also they had the dramatic battles well i'm gonna tell you you're not gonna get alpha stuff uh, that's my prediction <laughs> probably so what i'm gonna draw the line and i'm gonna say if they if they just basically rehash what they just had with only those two games that we mentioned i'm not in for this it has uh-huh. to be a better package if you're talking about a 30th anniversary edition this better have street fighter one two three <laughs> All the versions in Wild between. Street. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, isn't it crazy how we're getting nickel and dime now when, when storage limits are even higher? And mm. back on PS2 days, you would get legit collections. Like, I'm thinking of uh, the Samurai Showdown collection. It had, like, five games. The Alpha mm. collection had, like, three or four games in it. And now we just get, like, one or two games. So I am going to draw the line, and it better be a substantial collection here. What if it's a, a deep? price cut like what if uh if these two games but let's say it's twenty dollars is that too much okay i might be in for that <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking it's gonna be a sixty dollar though release well this thing s- specifies that it had a 39.95 euro which would be about 40 bucks for uh us dollars oh, okay that so sounds like that... what that i i think that's the predictable route they would go like the likely route but hopefully they go under that, like 20 bucks or something. Yeah, so we'll see what happens as this thing gets closer Dude, to it. you know what never had a collection? Yeah. Street Fighter EX. They should make the 1 through 3 collection. Uh, I would like to play those it's again. It's true, but I think given the fact that we're going to have that uh, Arika or Akira, what is it, mm. Arika fighting game, that's, mm. to me, that's an admission that uh, they're not partnering with Capcom here, and so they don't want to really bring that series back. <laughs> I so, see. Well, We'll see what happens. And I would rather prefer uh, anything but two games. Or, you know what? Uh, what if, since it's the 30th anniversary, I hope they at least include, you know, like documentaries, uh, art. You know, like sometimes they do occasionally throw that in there, like um, the art books, not the physical one, but like an in game one that you can view. Maybe like all the soundtracks ever. Uh, something cool like that to give it a little bit of value. But yeah, 40 bucks is kind of a lot to ask. Yeah. All right. Well, last up here, uh, James, take us away with this one. Overwatch, this is all you. What is going on with the summer event? <laughs> Overwatch time again. Yes. Uh, basically, it's this event, a summer event. Last year, they did it uh, with the Olympics. Um, but this one, they're bringing it back with summer skins. Um, and they're bringing this mode called Lucio Ball, which is essentially Rocket League uh, built in the Overwatch engine. And they're making it a serious thing as they will have ranked playlist for this particular mode i like the skins a lot that they've shown so far um but for anyone fans of this uh this series definitely you know get on that because these skins and unlocks are event based only so you would have to wait till next year to get the summer uh clothing i think for all the seasons essentially all right well if you like overwatch there go for it <laughs> Uh, I guess for me, uh, last little shout out, if you do play Destiny 1 still, 
This is the last opportunity to play Iron Banner. I don't know that I'm going to jump on it myself. I was telling uh, Mondo, I'm pretty much, I kissed Destiny 1 goodbye already. I'm just ready for Destiny 2. But that being said, some people get nostalgic. They want a last opportunity to play it uh, with this uh, Iron Banner mode. So jump on there. It's going on this week. Or just wait for part two. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, please give us a like on our Facebook page or give us a review. It would be really helpful to us on iTunes or Google Play. And uh, wherever you download this podcast, we appreciate you listening. And uh, thanks for listening to us. And for me and James, good night. Take it easy. I just want to give a shout out to Facehugger, as always, for providing us with the music. Definitely check them out if you're into Synthwave. All right. Sounds good. Good night, James. Take care.